Okay. Do not come Should between the Nazgul and his prey. <sighs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thoughts on Crosses podcast. Oh, I'm interrupting the is intro. It's Cooper, and with me I have today... Are we doing this? Yes. Okay. And we're starting with you going, Asgard! <laughs> or whatever it was. Okay, Elisha, what's your name? Elisha. I'm and not mentally David, prepared for this. Are you ever? Well, I mean, sometimes. And here's David talking to you. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Leah. That is such okay. a great intro, guys. Wonderful. Yes. I'm Leah. And... <laughs> that was so messed up. And we have, you have, we're back from a massive break. Yay. Oh, well, and now, that, now uh, we're on iTunes. Depends whether this podcast will be released or not. But <laughs> if it's not, now, if it's yeah. not, no one hears, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> now we're on iTunes, so go subscribe to us on iTunes and Castbox and Cast. Can't, yeah, that one. Is it American or English? Because it, it's either Castbox or Castbox. Um, you can pronounce it however you want to. It's 2018. Yeah, I know, but it might oh, not be right. How about Castbox? Make it Indian. Is that how Indian no. would pronounce it? Castes. It's not Hinduism. But there's castes and all kinds of things. It's caste. Caste is um. You know, like. You no, it's never. No, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, okay. So wait, I, you I, call I, it castes? Yes. Is this a thing? Yes. No, it's not. So you have the upper caste and the lower caste. Yes. That's that's, no. that's how I learned it. It's no, caste. Caste oh. box because it's C A S T. No, no. I'm, but try, like, I'm trying to make a pun. Yeah, it's, not, it's not working. working no, because there's caste. There's caste. There's caste and caste. Cast. I've got to cast this guy cast. for this role. I didn't say cast. I said cast. Yeah, she's Canadian, cast. not like cast. Yeah, cast. Cast. No, an S in it. cast and cast. No, why are you putting your nose into it? It's not cast. Because it's, it's cast impossible it to say it your way. Cast it into the fire. Cast. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly like that. Cast box. Okay, and today we're going to be talking about. We're just going to be talking there, there. We're, We're going to be talking, to be talking yep. about talking. Are you waiting for my cue? I'm waiting for some. Like I see Sarah, she's definitely not doing anything. She, ah, <laughs> so I'm waiting for somebody else to come up with some prompts. <clears throat> All right, this is being cut out. What should we talk about? <laughs> I don't have my book to write stuff down. Well, actually, should we be organized? <laughs> oh, and I can't okay, see I've, the time I've stamp. Got, I've you, got an idea. Oh, how sad. Yeah. Do you see? Do you see what this is? Ooh. I can't. Euthanasia. Yeah. No, no it's prevention of su- prevention of suicide. Well, I, I, I would else. assume that's a relevant topic. Yeah. Okay. The thing that she's holding up for those who can't see is prevention of suicide in old adults. The pamphlet by who's it by? Uh, I don't know actually. Uh, what 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 what? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Canadian Mental okay. Health Organization Association, rather. Pardon me. Ooh. There's a difference. Yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, the slight problem with that topic, I suppose, is that it's talking about older adults, which I don't think any of us have any general experience no, no, with. No, my, no, my, my point <laughs> is that if if the Canadian Mental Health Organize, uh, Association uh, cares about uh, protecting... Uh, elderly people from suicide, why do they at the same time offer euthanasia? <laughs> well, if we're trying to, like, guess their motivations, is that what we're doing? I don't know, just... Uh, it's, it's, it a it's, a, it's a discussion prompt, I'm sorry. Okay, so I would say the 
the idea there is that killing people or having people die is not preferable. That is a bad thing. And the Canadian government recognizes that. How am I doing so far, guys? No, Terribly. you're doing well. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, what happened in Canada, was it 2015? Okay, sorry, sorry. Just, just before we actually say this, what's Canada's position on euthanasia? <laughs> it is legal there. Oh, okay. I, was just, I was just explaining to you how, how that happened. Yes, please, please tell. 20, I think it was in 2014 or 2015 that the Supreme Court of Canada ruled that um, assisted suicide should be legal in Canada, basically throwing down all the laws against it. Gave the government one year to make up legislation to um, basically put the guidelines in place. No, it was 2015 because it was just before the federal election, the new government came into power that that happened. And then the liberal government... Came up with okay, this simplify it, please. <laughs> um, basically, a, a very liberal government put in very liberal guidelines, which are very um, up to interpretation and basically can be redefined at any point in time. So Canada has a very, very um, loose set of laws regarding euthanasia. So, okay, so it's less. I was going to ask, what age, like what ages do they say euthanasia is about? Allowed. Is it just throughout every single age? Because I always heard euthanasia um, talked about in correspondence with like people who are old, like 70 plus. It usually has to do with terminally, terminal illness. Mm. Not always. They also, I think they may have opened it, correct me if I'm wrong, Leah. They may also have opened it to younger people, especially ones who have, um, I think it may also have opened it to, excuse me, people with mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Mental yeah. illnesses. And that gets... gets oh, oh they, no, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. <laughs> and they've also... That's just, it's a horrible set of laws they put in place. They can, wow. they can basically allow anyone to um, apply for euthanasia or assisted suicide. Wasn't it that there was a, like, youngish girl, like, younger than 20, who uh, applied for doctor-assisted suicide because she was depressed? I didn't hear about this, but very possible. Yeah. Was she successful? Uh, as in, she died? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> was her application approved? Yeah, that's why. At last I heard, I, I think I think so. Oh, wow. But what's happening in Europe right now is that, I'm not sure how long, but not very long ago, a lot of countries, or a few countries like the Netherlands and Belgium, passed euthanasia laws. They are now having incredible rates of assisted suicide. And I think one in every four cases... The person themselves did not actually give consent. So there's a lot of really, really strange and terrible stuff happening in Europe. And from what I've heard about people talking about the bill that was proposed in Canada, that is basically going to be exactly what's happening in Canada within two years from now. Well, what situations happen when there is no consent given? What kind of situation is that? Well, a situation, for example, where you have an elderly person and their children uh, who are also, you know, parents of their own families um their children basically say we don't really want to have to bother with this person anymore because you know she's terminally ill um he or she's terminally ill we constantly have to you know put effort into visiting her and taking care of her why not just you know finish it off without her knowing about it so she doesn't have to worry about it and then we're all the better for it so it's not like she was in a coma and like on life support and all that oh no 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 there's there's worse cases also, also, handicapped people are being uh, euthanized simply because parents don't want them anymore. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a lot of really bad cases happening. 
Wow. In Europe. Goes all down to the morals of people, and like we can't <clears throat> we can't convince people that their morals are wrong if they they don't subscribe to um, you know like religion and stuff. If they don't even think religion is, if they a, don't have a fixed a fixed set of morals. Yeah, absolute morality. There's no absolute morals. It's all relative. You can argue your point away for literally whatever. Mm. Everything is legal. But it's interesting. It's not only towards other people that they're um talking about euthanasia they're also saying some people are saying that you know i feel like i've lived my full life i just want to die right now i just want to you know set a time you know 8 30 p.m on this and this day i want to die then and yeah sure the application's approved that happens they have like an after part like a, a goodbye party basically with all their friends or whatever and then you know that evening they just get injected or they just drink a lethal dose and they die that's this sounds like a sci-fi novel or a sci-fi movie but this is actually happening this now. is actually happening this, this is, is actually happening now leah i feel crazy. like you would have read the giver have you read the giver that is one book i haven't read no i okay then never mind what were you gonna say about it Lasha? would you guys have an idea of lines you would draw in regards to euthanasia don't allow it no i mean but euthanasia is too big of a definition just to say don't do it when okay. would it be do you mean assisted you suicide think? or euthanasia in general? Well, where do you draw the line between um, medically killing someone? When is euthanasia allowable? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, euthanasia is the same. Well, when you're putting down an animal because it's rabbit or something, that's euthanasia. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Right? If you're talking about assisted suicide or euthanasia with regards to people, <laughs> uh, then, of course, it's a completely different story than with animals. Um, but... For a long, long time, I understand that the medical code, so to speak, of all doctors and medical personnel was to, at all costs and, and with any effort required, maintain life. Mm-hmm. As soon as that one of that key pillar of the medical profession is gone, anything goes. Yeah, so how would you view that? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. How, how would you view that? I would say that if euthanasia eliminates that fundamental foundation it should not be under any circumstance allowed do you think sorry do you agree with that fundamental foundation yes i do shall we go around the table uh never yeah yeah i agree with that so under no circumstances should sorry under all circumstances you should try to preserve life yeah i agree yes leah oh sorry no in regards to somebody under medical care yes not like just in every single class. <laughs> yeah, okay. in the because medical like, profession. For yeah, yeah, in the medical nurses. profession. I feel like Leah would disagree. Leah, sorry, sorry for putting those words into your mouth. Well, we know how Elisha feels on this subject. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my opinions are less interesting than yours. So let's hear them before we hear Elisha's. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just more interested in hearing what you guys have to say. Okay. All right. Elisha, annoy us. <laughs> so you'd just say now? preserve life under all circumstances? Yes. So you when nev- under medical care. You never pull the life support plug? <clears throat> unless there is, like, a massive disaster going on, and unless it is impacting your health in a negative way. So if a doctor has to... I don't know, somehow take 10 years off his life to save this person, then I would 
start looking at uh, different opportun sorry different outcomes. Well, what, what if someone's like suffering really badly? Somebody's suffering really badly, then they just have a physical um, interpretation of sin. Well, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> sin is terrible and it hurts each and every one of us. We don't understand how much. Yeah, it and hurts punching us. you in the face hurts a lot. Yes, and it's not simple to as punch much as sin, though. Is it though? <laughs> so we we don't deserve to be comfortable. But okay, but even okay, this is this argument is a bad one. Okay, right, um, let me try then. Well, it's good. It's just that we are on such different grounds that we cannot understand each other. <laughs> Leah, you're gonna say something. I'm. I think that it is different. Like what Elijah said, you ne you never no point pull the life support plug. If somebody's on life support for a lengthy amount of time, then it just simply becomes unreasonable and impractical to keep them alive if really there's no chance that they're going to come out of that um, that state. I think... So it's about chance of survival? Probability of survival? It's, yeah. it's about... Like, you got to give them the chance to survive, but you can't have somebody on life support for 20 years. <laughs> Why not? Be because you can't. That would cost so much money. And after, like... Even after, you know, four or five years, I think it would be unlikely that they would pull out of that. So you're saying that the cost of maintaining life support is not worth it over an extended period of time? Well, not just that. And also, Wait, that, like, at a certain point, like, they're not, you have to come to terms with the fact that they're not going to get better. If, if somebody's in a coma for years and years and years, like, if, like, can you honestly say that, like, if you're like if some guy was in a coma for 15 years at a certain point would you be like okay this is impractical we're pumping millions and millions of dollars into a corpse i could say that very early on though i could like what if i think that somebody's been uh in hospital for two weeks and then they're they're not responding to anything they're basically comatose and then i think like well i don't want to go through all the grief through three years of having this person not responding to me, I love them too much. So, don't worry, don't bother about it. Just euthanize it's them. Different. Like what's it's different? And don't pretend like no, it's but not you're saying different. That... Okay, let's say I'm going to attack your principle from another angle. My principle? Let's say you. No, no, no. The principle that these guys have stated. Let's say you've there's someone someone's brought into hospital. He's terminal. He's going to die in five hours, and he's going to be in a lot of pain when he dies. You can extend his death for, like, another ten hours by giving him whatever, or you can just pull the plug. You said he was going to die in five hours. Yeah, that... Without medical support? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, you never know, absolutely, with 100% with certainty, that someone's going to die. Cause Go on. Yeah. Therefore... Because you can never be absolutely certain that someone's going to die, and if you believe that if you're in a medical profession, it is your duty to, at all costs, attempt to save life if possible, then putting those two together, you should, under every circumstance, continue to give that person life support until he is 100% dead. Mm, because it is, uh, on every single test and thing that they can run, 
to determine the probability that they will live. Mm -hmm. There will be even if it's a hundred percent possibility that they will die in the next five hours, there's going to be a percentage of error, which even that you can take comfort in. And then it's kind of like, well, it's not a hundred percent still because there is a percentage of error. That's still pretty heartless. Let's say like a toddler comes into the emergency room and like he's got, I don't know, something super bad happened and there's like blood rushing into his lungs and there's very little they can do about it and they're like he's gonna die like there's n- I can't think of a single thing we can do to fix this at this point fast enough that he would survive this so we could kill him now or he could die over the next you know three or four or 24 hours uh, very slowly and painfully would you let this five-year-old girl die slowly or would you let her die quick because there's like a hundred percent chance she's gonna die because you know well in my sorry in my opinion when it would come to this sort of thing and you have an ethical conundrum you are on the side of mercy Mm -hmm. but what is mercy letting them die is oh no i would rather the other i would say that if you kill them now you don't have the chance to pray for them and to pray for their health. Yeah. There's, there's always a chance that someone will survive, even if doctors say, the experts say that there's no chance. Right? But the numbers don't lie. Yeah, exactly. But there are, there are, there are many, many, there are many cases, and I know at least three personally, where there are people who had terminal cancer or another serious illness. And the doctor said, we don't, like we don't even expect him to survive another four months, and then a month later they were perfectly healthy again. And the doctors had no idea what happened, and the disease had completely disappeared. Mm. Even though the doctors were convinced that he was going to die after four weeks, four months. Of course, and this is all about, but that's all about numbers. Yeah, but that's just the point. Doctors can be absolutely certain someone's going to die and be wrong. Hundred percent certain, and they can be wrong. Hmm. Saying on the off chance that they would survive, just let them suffer. On the off chance that God decides to cure their um, pain through healing them, praying, and all of that, then yes, they can go through all the pain they like. They don't deserve to be comfortable. That goes back to my idea that okay. nobody deserves to be comfortable. Okay, let's so why are we Next making time I see Cooper, I'm gonna just. Yeah. You don't deserve to be comfortable. <laughs> Take <Cooper>. away the <laughs> pillows. <laughs> no, I really want I really want you to explain this philosophy. We don't deserve to be comfortable. Uh so thus, take away comfort. So I'm gonna like stab no, no, you twenty five times ta- in the chest because you don't deserve to uh That would be hurting somebody. <laughs> that would be hurting somebody. That's Who was that? Yeah, but the law. That's against um But that's like a comfort cooper. Well, nobody deserves to be comfortable. It doesn't mean that they des- Well, they do deserve to but, be uncomfortable. But, they don't have a right to. But it is the Christian. It is the Christian it, mandate to show kindness and mercy, and you know, to give people comfort and happiness. If because thank you, you Leah. The Christian religion is about kindness. The, um, I don't think it's anybody's mandate to make somebody come like to comfort somebody because our only comfort is in in life and death is in jesus christ alone mm-hmm. so only you jesus christ are taking that you are misquoting that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it depends on what kind of comfort we're talking about i'm talking well yeah true um the thing 
I think that nobody deserves anything that they um, think they deserve, you know? like um, Entitlements. Yeah, you're not entitled to anything. No, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. That doesn't mean we should uh, inflict it upon people. You're not... No, I am not... I'm saying I am not going to... It's not going to impact my conscience if somebody's hurting. Mm -hmm. If somebody's, like, suffocating, that's not impacting my conscience. So when you're just just walking down the street and someone's suffocating on the side of the street and you think, ah, he deserves it. I actually studied first aid, so I know what to do in that case. And... But I don't have... It doesn't impact my conscience that they're hurting, that they might die, that they may go to hell. That doesn't impact my conscience. Or they might go to heaven. Lucky them. You know, so that you just, doesn't you impact just, you my just conscience. Walk by it. If you no, have, I help them because I know why? first aid. If, why? Just, I know first aid. Yeah, and I can. If you... I can elongate their life and if then... If they don't... We're not talking Christ, about life. We're talking about suffering right now. Suffering? Well, I don't care about their suffering. So if you see someone just getting beat up on the side of the street, he'll live, and he's suffering. Do you go in? I don't know if he'll live or not. If there's a doctor beside me saying he'll live, then I'll go. Yeah, sure, cool. He's a doctor. He can probably do more about the situation than me. We're not talking about life here. We're talking about suffering. Yes, I don't care how much they're suffering. They suffer through it. I don't care how much I'm suffering. I'll suffer through it. I think you you would. Cooper's. I'd complain a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we get back to the Christian duty oh, to show kindness? So Leah we... did just about uh, was about to say oh, something. Sorry, Leah. Well, like if you see somebody getting punched in the face and like just getting punched in the face, but they're not going to die. They're a big, you know, relatively healthy fellow, and they're getting punched in the face, and you're not going to help them, even though they clearly have no. Like, that just seems so wrong and contrary to everything the Bible teaches. And it's no, it actually... Is. I, I never <laughs> said I wouldn't help them. I just don't care that they're suffering. You said you don't if care. If I see somebody's punching you somebody... You said you don't care. I don't care about their yeah, suffering. Exactly. I don't care if they're hurting. If they're in pain, I don't care. I care, like, that dude's punching somebody in the face means they're probably breaking a law. I can't Somebody's wait to animate something, this. Something, <laughs> done something. I don't care about the pain. Like, if I see somebody, if I see a bird in pain, I'm not going to go, oh, this bird deserves something. I'm going to go, that bird's in pain? Okay. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't care about people in pain. Call me a pessimist. <laughs> this is not pessimism. It's this is not, a complete lack pessimism. of pessimism. It's, yeah, it's, it's psychotic. Sociopath. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the word you're looking for. I, okay, so I mean, proof, like, <clears throat> bring somebody who's in pain to me. Oh, uh, this is... <laughs> and I punched that <laughs> in more pain. No, I don't understand. Never air I this just, episode, Like, please. I don't understand how, how somebody in pain, somebody's pain, persuades what, like, your compassion on them. Because we're supposed because to show compassion as Christians. We're supposed to... Because we as humans feel empathy. Jesus had compassion. Yeah. That too. Yeah, but that do- that isn't persuaded by if they're in pain yeah, or not. Well, yes, it kind of yes, is. yes. Well, for some people. Yes, it is. Because you know what? Jesus saw people who were blind and lame. And they're not going to die from being blind or lame. But he saw them in... The Bible said he took pity on them. And if you don't have that, that's not... That's not... Don't act all like you're pious because you don't care if people are, are hurting. Because that's the exact opposite because Jesus cared I think yeah I have no I think, I think idea what, what Cooper, you're about Cooper I think the point that Cooper is trying to make is that because someone who is perhaps terminally ill 
is in such great suffering, the fact that they are in suffering does not mean that you should be merciful to them and end their suffering. That is basically what this all stems from. It's just okay. gone to extremes. Why, why not? By me saying, because, because I don't care about people's people's comfort in life. No, I, what if God didn't care? You going to hell? Why don't you? Why don't you care about people's comfort in life? Isn't that something we should care about? No. Why not? Not because we can't provide true comfort. So why should we even we can bother provide trying? Some comfort. Yeah, we but can... it's all it's all like it's all just very shallow comfort. But it is and comfort it may, nonetheless, and it gives them comfort in like their sinful ways in life. Can we? If, if they're doing something sinful, and I'm giving them comfort, I'm okay, just making think... them feel good about the situation that they're in, even though they're sinning, they're not going to go to heaven. I feel like we're not going to get very far with this particular. Cooper, you're literally a horrible person. <laughs> I'm not even joking I will save people not, not on the basis that they're in pain <laughs> Okay guys, okay, okay Sarah, you had you had something you wanted to say But um, Cooper, God showed compassion on us When we were totally undeserving And like, we aren't going to hell Because God showed compassion on us But did he, did he show compassion Because we were hurting <sighs> no, he didn't. He showed compassion because it was perfect. He just loved us. It was unconditional. It was not because we were hurting. But he wouldn't have showed compassion if we weren't hurting because then there was nothing to show compassion on. Like, well, we do show compassion said, to people who aren't hurting. The Bible hurting said, even. like, Jesus will wipe every tear from your eyes. God doesn't like pain. God doesn't like pain either. He doesn't like to see his children in pain. And the fact that you don't care. Yes, pain users. Yep. Pain isn't. Sorry, I'm just going to say pain result of sin. So therefore. Yeah. By definition, God does not like pain. Sorry, No, Leah. no, that's good. That's what I was going to say, actually. Oh, um... Lamentations 3 says... Um, the Lord will not cast off forever. Though he causes grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not willingly afflict or grieve the children of men. So God does have compassion on us. That is an interesting quote. But unconditional. And I will have to... An abundance of compassion. Abundance but if you can, if you can just draw draw the debate back to the idea of, um, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, okay, someone who's this. so this has been Cooper's take. What are your yeah, guys' exactly. take? Um, if you if you're going to argue that ending life for the sake of um, showing someone mercy, I would disagree with you, and say that taking someone's life is never merciful because you are taking the most precious thing on this earth. You cannot put a price on life. You cannot put a value or you cannot over-prioritize life over anything else. But it's going to end in five hours anyway. But you cannot be absolutely certain of that. But also, what's, what's going to happen after that? It, Romans 6 says the wages of sin is death. And so if they're not a Christian, they will be going to hell, which is worse than the suffering of this present age. So, so just like prolong so their suffering before they go to hell. That's... Really, really or useful. Even worse well, I mean, I don't want to judge to say they go to hell, but if they are suffering, at least there's ch um, more time to share the gospel. Yeah, as they're like bleeding out, just start screaming Bible you're verses. You're taking a at very them. utilitarian approach to this. Me? Utilitarian. Sorry, what did Leah is say? Not a bad thing. You are taking a very utilitarian. No, what did Leah say? Oh, sorry, Leah. I, I just is. Is that a bad thing? Like, what what opinion should I be holding? What's the biblical one? Throw some ver verses at me if you think I'm being too utilitarian. No, sorry, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Sarah. <clears throat> I think utilitarian. You're the one being utilitarian. If you're saying like, it should be the <laughs> costs, suffering. the costs <laughs> against the um 
the um, outcome. Like you weigh mm-hmm. up which one's which. We're saying that no matter what the cost, um, you have a principle. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. and your number. So let's say like there's there's life support. Like there's only a limited amount of life support beds. Like you can say what you want, but there's a limited amount of life support beds. There's a limited amount of mm-hmm. monetary resources that the government that the medical uh, services have at their disposal. So you, if there's somebody who legitimately might get better and there's somebody who's been in a coma for the last 20 years in another um, life support bed, like you just gotta throw away the corpse at some point. Because some people never come out of a coma. Okay. And you can keep their corpse okay, yeah, in, in life support for the rest of their life. Yeah, but now, now, yes, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just just going to say, now you're also kind of changing the debate to a situation of in what cases are the resources available going to be the most effective at preserving life? Yeah. Because you hear that debate many times, and especially in the situation of like a military hospital after a battle. I've heard it, I've heard it so many times that doctors will only treat the lightly wounded because there's a much higher chance of survival for them than for those that are so, uh, that are um, grievously injured, mm-hmm. which kind of goes against logic, but it makes utilitarian sense. So would you disagree <laughs> with that that philosophy? Well, what philosophy? It's not so much okay, that philosophy I can I haven't thought about it a lot, so off right off the bat, I'll probably say that I agree with it. Um, what philosophy? That if the million dollars you're putting into life support has a bigger chance of saving person A than person B because person B has been in a, in a perpetual coma, that person A, because they have a higher chance of survival from these resources, should be prioritized if there's a limited amount of resources and there's a higher demand than there is supply. Oh, of course. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that this changes the debate considerably um, because if you do have the resources to um, keep someone on life support perpetually. Like, resources aside, the question is, does some the fact that someone is in a, in a perpetual coma justify you taking them off of life support because there is no realizable chance that they will come back or get better? Absolutely. I, because I don't think it does. Because, like, you're talking about an impossible situation. There is no government or economy on the earth that can keep an in- infinite number of people in life support infinitely indefinitely i'm talking resources aside so no purely uh, okay but this is this is a matter of ethics and morals right yeah but you're talking about a, a imaginary situation that situation doesn't exist so let's focus no. on reality no okay but what are you going to prioritize money or morals i'm going to prioritize um, what's practical because like, so, why would you keep a bunch but, of corpses? Okay, so let's say that it takes a million dollars to keep someone on life support, or a person who's in a coma on life support for one month, right? Mm-hmm. So then, if, say, they've gone a full year in a coma, and then you then say, okay, at this point, I realize it's worthless to keep them because they're not coming back. I don't see that any possibility in which they come back. That's $12 million you've pumped into a corpse, as you say. Would you say then that the value of life is twelve million dollars to that person? It's it's not a because 
No, but that is effectively what you're saying. You're saying once I once it reaches a twelve million dollar point, I realize it's no longer worth it. You've put a price stamp on life. Yeah, and you have to do that. No, you, no, you shouldn't do that. But that's what hospitals do. This happens in real life. But why does it happen in real life? Like, they um look at the resources they have. Sorry, Leah. Well, because because there's there's other people who could use the money who aren't just corpses yep. attached yes. to fancy machines. But again, now we're changing the debate to limited supply and greater demands. That's how it's always, always been, hasn't be. it? No because, no, because if you have a situation where you can keep someone on life support, and it's your option to, and no one, and there isn't another person who needs this bit or needs that, those supplies, then, it's, then it becomes a question in this situation of how long do we care to let them live? No, no. And I don't think that should ever be the question. Okay, fine. In your fantasy world where the medical... Um, system has infinite amount of money then you can don't roll your eyes at me you can absolutely keep them <laughs> alive for as long as you want but in the real world where you know the medical systems are under underfunded and there's a limited amount of money in the world if you've ever been to an emergency room in canada you know this is true mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you there's a limited amount of money in the world you, sorry no, sorry. Go on. He's being sarcastic, as usual. No, I wasn't. Then you can't... You cannot keep someone on life support indefinitely. That's... So, just, so basically, basically what Leah's trying to ask is if you were to vote, if there was a, a, some reason the government is actually being um, good and they're saying that you have to vote for this, what would you vote for as an actual outcome? On a, because basically realistically you can't say keep them on life support no matter what because that's not an option limited money and all that what would you vote for i'm sorry what are the options? yeah what are the options make the options and then vote for one (laughs) realistically you're an economist what's the scenario what's the scenario leah just described it real real life is the scenario (sighs) thanks well okay someone's on life support yes no well what yeah, this is a difficult question to make up, isn't it? It is. Hey guys, remember we were going to save this for the medical ethics podcast? Oh wait. No, that's abortion. That's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me take it from another angle then. If you're going to allow or make an allowance um, to end life based on certain circumstances, if you're just simply going to make the allowance that, you know... We have the ability to take life, and we should. We have the responsibility to uh, make the decision when we should end life and when we should be able to take life. Because that's effectively what you're doing by saying, by giving that scenario of, you know, we cannot put someone on perpetual life support. So, David, let's say... You've... Oh, sorry. Go on. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, you are in a situation where you've made yourself basically a judge over someone's life. What criteria are you going to set in place for saying, um, no, under these circumstances, this person is not going to live, and yes, under these circumstances, this person is going to live? Because those criteria will change over time. And then you get to a situation like in Europe, where people are being euthanized without even their own consents, simply because they're being an inconvenience. See, as soon as you make allowance for someone to to make the decision as to when they can end someone's life, you've you've crossed... a line um, which you can't really go back to 
See, no, but you're using the slippery slope argument here, and that doesn't no. always work. No, I'm not using the slippery slope argument. I'm saying that as soon as as soon as you make someone the judge over whether someone lives or dies, you've got yourself a whole new Pandora's box that are, that's opening up, right? Because because of that medical, uh, the, the one principle of the medical profession is that life takes priority every time, right? Doctors cannot say, okay. I don't think it's worth the time and effort to keep this person alive. Therefore, I'm just going to take him off life support because I feel that it is his best decision to make. Okay. Right? Okay, but le- like, le- I, I don't know. I like to make things personal in arguments because then... Or not not personal, like I start insulting you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, though I like to do that too. Uh, mm-hmm. David, for the sake of argument, let's say that I was on life support and I had been for... Mm-hmm. Pull the plug. Yeah, when when would you pull the plug? Never. Never. Oh. That was. Maybe you should have said Elisha, because then maybe we would have got a more real answer. <laughs> no, but no, but seriously, cute cutesy uh, answers aside. Well, who is the one and only judge of life? God. Exactly. So who are we to play God? Hey, no, but that uh, doesn't. You, you can't use that argument. Yes, you can. Okay, no, so you, I'm, well, I'm not going to... He's the one making the decision. If Leo was on life support, whether or not it's like financially um, a good thing, if he wants to keep Leo alive for as long as he wants, then he's going to strive to do we, that. And oh, if somebody yeah. says he can't, for practical reasons, he's still going to say, no, I'm going to keep Leo, Leo alive, <laughs> even though sh- he literally can't. But he will still say that and strive to it. That's his decision. He's made it. Yeah, but you can't just say, "Oh, God is the only arbitrator of life yeah. and death," because God isn't. Uh, well, we have the old, we all have the ability to kill one another. Our yes, lives are literally in each other's hands. Killing is a sin. Yeah, I know. Un- unless you're at war. Unless, unless unless apparently, you can so, apparently so is pulling the plug. Yeah, and and I would... and also like if if it's could... playing God to kill, is it playing God to give life? To like, if if somebody's dying and like they they're gonna die without surgery, is it playing God to give them the surgery so that they they live? Because only God can give life. Only God can. Yeah, only some God... people make that argument. Yeah, as well. So, well, giving and maintaining are two different things. <laughs> That's an interesting. We can idea. maintain life, but we cannot create life, right? Because we cannot create life, it should be the most valuable thing on earth. <clears throat> oh. But the government can take life. They can take it, but it de- but there's a biblical mandate for that. They can't redistribute it They're, either. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a life. You get a life. <laughs> Look you, under your seats. Everybody gets a life. <laughs> and you get two lives because you are a good person. <laughs> hmm. But the Bible makes it pretty clear that because life is from God, because humans cannot create life, cannot they can only take it, and that's only as a result of sin... Right, it should be by far the most valuable thing that we have on this earth, and we should at all costs attempt to maintain life if it is in our power to do so. You say val- the most valuable, but yes, what determines value? Rarity. I wouldn't say life is rare, <laughs> but it's impossible to create. Therefore, you have no supply. Yeah, you kind of do. It's just not from. It's it's just not. Men. Show me this mystical baby factory. Oh, wait a minute. Women. <laughs> Alright, we were all thinking that. <laughs> but there is a steady supply of life. You're talking about life economically as if there was no input. But lives are being made every day, every second. What if I flip this? I just had this weird idea. 
Oh yeah. no! You know when we're talking, we're awful. talking about how much pain people this is are gonna in, be awful. and then like pain, suffering versus life. What about birth? Birth is an incredibly painful process. Should we say that no more births because it's painful? Yeah, but they opt to go through the pain. Oh yeah, that's true. Which is that a good thing? Yep, because people continue to choose what to do with their bodies. How far can they take that, though? I realised what I just said. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. (laughs) I was going on quite a bit of tangent. That would have opened up a Pandora's box. I think we already have, but okay. Mm -hmm. That's just a neat little idea that's probably got nothing to do with this. And the thing is, people like to have babies. Like, like, I don't know, my mom did it four times. My mom did it seven. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's better than your mom. <laughs> My mom's stronger than your mom. My, My mom can beat up. My dad can excommunicate your mom. I win, guys. I'm Dabs sorry. religiously. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. So where were we? We were talking about... Babies. S- seven, seven billion lives on this earth. Therefore, they are not rare. No, see, that's what I'm saying. You talk about life like it's the most precious thing on the earth because there is no way to manufacture it. But I think that's a bad argument because lives are always coming in. Mm-hmm. Yes, but so. yes, but who determines whether lives are coming in or not? Uh, see, even conception... And even, but even conception... <laughs> You know, no matter what I'm going to say, you're going to say, well, biology, therefore, life is not rare. There's too many things that could go wrong before pregnancy occurs for us to be in control of it. Um, I mean... Okay, but, sorry, go, go ahead, Leah. I can't even remember what I was going to say, go on. But even conception itself does not create life. Conception creates... A, basically a, the physical form of a human being. Yeah, and, and what is it that gives a human being life? Yeah, and God gives life. So now exactly. we're getting into the abortion but debate whether or not conception equals life. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. no. But no, we're still, going to, no. Well, no, we are going to talk about abortion, but not on this podcast. No. There is a podcast coming up about abortion, yeah, which will been be coming up since. heavily regulated. Okay. Dude, cool. we've already like talked about half the stuff that I wanted to talk on that podcast. I'm but sorry, anyway. I didn't need to sorry, bring Leah, it up. I did, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no, no. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to destroy Elisha's arguments. It's, it's fine. We crossed that line a long time ago. But Elisha asked why life is valuable. I think it's, the answer is because God gave it. And because God says, treat it valuably. There yes. is. That's a word, isn't it? It, I is, now. it is now. Somewhere in the world, yeah. there was someone exactly like you, except better. Somebody in history was born exactly like you, except maybe the same. Well, nobody's nobody's well, special. Birthday of Frederick the Great, so you know. <laughs> David, but, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you say life is of infinite value because God gives it. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I don't think you can just say all oh, life is of infinite value. Why not? Why yeah. is it that so many countries have abolished a death sentence? Oh, different reasons. I think some people deserve yes, to but die. At the s- Okay, I can quote Gandalf here, but I'm not going to. Do it. 
<laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Um, in Moria, where you know Frodo is saying it's a pity that Bilbo didn't co- kill Gollum. Oh, that was in uh, the first chapter when yeah, it's yeah, a pity then, that it's a then, pity that Gollum did. Oh, sorry, that Gollum. Bilbo didn't kill Gollum, and then Gandalf said, "Pity, it's pity that saved Bilbo's hands." And he goes on to say. You know, many yeah. in this world deserve yeah. life. Sorry, deserve death and live, and many deserve life and death. Is it up to us to give it to them? Do not be so quick to judge and to deal death and destruction. That's such a good line, man. That's a good line. That's a good line. Man, I need to reread Fellowship. Man, yes, I need you. to read. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I just start with that quote? Huh? Why didn't I just start with that quote to begin with? With the magic of editing, that no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> magic, yeah. So, have we all talked? Have we all sufficiently talked about this topic? Is not a word. Sure. Yeah. Well, it is now. <laughs> there we go. Neither is cast. Cast. <laughs> cast. It's a word. You just you don't say cast. Cast. Cast is a word. Cost. Cost. Yeah, cost. Cost. Like cost? Like how much it costs? Costs. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what I'm hearing whenever you say it that way. Horse. <sighs> Cooper, I'm still laughing because like I I sent you that um Snapchat of like me at the awards ceremony and there's somebody on the screen whose name was like Rajdeep and you're just like Rajdeep what kind of a name is that and I'm like that's a normal name like, that's here. an unfortunate name <laughs> just like that's an unfortunate name Welcome. this coming from a guy whose name rhymes with pooper and scooper <laughs> <laughs> no but it's how is that thank you for that never mind never mind <laughs> I'm not gonna get into this argument again <laughs> probably gonna do <laughs> this has been thoughts on Crosses. Many things. Yeah. <laughs> In which we learned. What did we learn, you guys? I learned that Coop is a psychopath. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, are we going to do closing arguments now or not? I don't know. <laughs> do it. Okay. This has been the whole debate whenever euthanasia comes up, not just in Canada, Australia, but in many other countries. Yes. And. I think it actually does boil down to religion. Because if you are... Okay, most Christians believe that because life is God-given, because life is sacred, and because we should not be the judge of life and death, with uh, governments aside, of course, that you should not create a circumstance in which you can say, I choose that this person is going to die simply because... There is no hope for them. Okay, that's interesting. I'm going to interrupt the in, the closing thoughts because people, re- regardless of whether they're religious or not, generally believe in the sanctity of life, right? No. Well, okay, gen- yeah, generally. Yeah, people generally believe in the sanctity of life. But the thing, the difference here is you're saying life is of infinite value, where yes. other people, including me, would say life does have a set value. What is it? Sociopath. I don't know. Compare it to anything else that has value. What's more valuable than life? Well, obviously, 
you think that um, like twenty million dollars or something was valued more valuable million, than me? Well, we, we were just but, yeah. tossing ballpark figures around for the sake yep. of having figures. But that is more it. valuable than the life, truth. In the truth no, is that I wouldn't say so. what makes a person have value is their humanity, their conscience, their um, uniqueness, and that is something you can't put a monetary value on. But at a certain point, there are situations where you have to put a price tag on a human life in the in the life support. Um, and you're not saying that that's how much you'd be willing to pay for that person, but at a certain point, you have to go down to economics. And, you know, if somebody offers, you know, a $6 trillion ransom for a person's life, of course you're not going to take that. So... A yeah. person's yep, value is less than six trillion. Where exactly does it fall? I don't know. But at a certain point, you need to go down to to what is actually practical. Now, that's not to say that people are not valuable. I think that a person's, again, a person's uniqueness is what makes them have that value. But when you take away that, then they're just a life. I think that if you're if you've listened to this podcast and you're feeling a bit down because of what we've been talking about, I think that your value God decided to send his only son, his only son, to earth to die for lives, to die for people's lives. He didn't send him down to die for six trillion dollars. And I think that says a lot about how much we are worth. That's just like something that's that. That's a little, just a little bit of a happy, happy thing. Yeah, great thought. I agree exactly, Cooper. All right. <clears throat> Cooper stretching. So yeah, no. Elisha was just handing me a phone, saying, "Let's wrap this up." We <laughs> <laughs> tried to keep it secret, but no. <laughs> All right. I think we'll wrap it up there. Anybody has some actual closing statements? Some nice little text to end off with? Gandalf stuff. <laughs> All right. How about John 3 verse 16? Yeah, that's a good one. How about 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13? Stand firm in the faith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? This, well, has, been thought, this has been thoughts on Be crosses. Be still and know that I am God. This has been thoughts on Ooh, crosses. Oh, that's a good one. Be still and know that I am God. Good way to end off the um, thing. Alright. This has been thoughts on crosses. Please email us if you have any angry things to say about us. Oh, or questions. I've been, or, I'm or the or only... Non-angry things. I'm the only one... At T-O-C-Q-N-A at gmail.com. Who's the... Have you had any other correspondence... Other than Leah's email. Josiah, if you're listening yep. to this, do the thing. <laughs> oh, yes, he will. He will. Josiah, do the thing. Also, if there are any Liams listening, also do something. The thing. Okay. Who's Liam? Nobody. But if there is a Liam do- listening, he's doing something. Silly. I'm like Liam listening if, to this. If my mom is listening to this, um, please. Which you will. No, she, well, she's listened to a few episodes, but she says they're too long. Oh, okay. Alright, oh. alright. Let's stop then. <laughs> Close yeah. here. Alright, goodbye. The end. Bye. Close. See you. See you later. Goodbye. Wait, are we saying bye to Leo? No, no, no. We're saying bye to everyone. Oh, okay. See you.